This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you hear during our show today, feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, retirement is often pitched as a sort of be-all and end-all. You know, you work for years and years, you sock money away, make plans, and then one day, boom, you leave the office for the last time. And from there, well, nothing but golf, walks on the beach, and trips to all those places you've been meaning to visit. Of course, all that looks good on a website or in a brochure, but that kind of retirement isn't for everyone. In fact, a lot of my clients express a desire for something different. Some of them don't want to retire at all because they find happiness and purpose in their work. And many want to keep working, but just less often. And some know that they want to do this, but just aren't sure what it is that they're going to do. So on today's show, we're going to look at retirement alternatives. But before we jump into this wonderful world of retirement, this great topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who I hope isn't reassessing his status on our show. Uh, no, you can't get rid of me that easy. <laughs> uh, as long as you keep uh, bringing me coffee before the show, I'm content. Uh, no, I think deal. that's uh, this sounds like a great show, and thanks for having me on today, Greg. I have been great. Uh, I'm looking forward to. I love this time of year, and so I'm I'm looking forward to it. And uh, this is an interesting topic you've picked. But before we jump into that, I have to ask you, what's been going on over there? How have you been doing? Uh, I've been staying busy. Um, man, you know, it's an interesting thing too. Last week, uh, I've been doing a lot, of, as you know virtual meetings using the zoom yeah. and all that stuff. That's kind of like yep. the new norm now, um, especially here. And I actually had a guy, I got a referral um, from a client who's getting ready to retire. And I was like, Oh, you want to set up a zoom call? And he's like, can we meet in person? I really want to meet in person. So we actually went and I met him at my office and I was there for the first time in months. And it just kind of, it felt strange, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always better. It, it's always more productive in person. And I know that you enjoy meeting with people and helping them and getting to know them. It's more personal, but it has become the norm. And I mean, you know, a lot of people are very concerned still. So uh, you kind of have to balance both. But hopefully we can get back to a time where you can do it either way, whichever they prefer. Right. Yeah. And then that's kind of the the goal. Like I'm always happy to meet people face to face. Um, and you do, you're right. You get that, that extra connection, you know, and he's like, I want to be able to look in your eyes and you know, that sort of thing. So I get it. Um, it's just that the, the virtual things have become so accepted now. Um, it just kind of, kind of felt strange, but it was, it was good to do. Yeah. Well, and I understand that. And, and as far as our topic today, working in retirement, you know, and we've talked about this before, there's that presumption out there that everybody just wants to sprint out of the office the minute they turn 62 or 65 or maybe 66 so they can begin immediately enjoying 
you know, that kind of retirement that they see in the ads, those retirement ads with the, you know, with the, uh, you know, uh, salt and pepper hair, uh, couple gray hair, couple walking on the beach hand in hand, you know, that type of thing. But a, a lot of people don't want the stereotypical retirement and there are numerous reasons for that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And we, we were talking before we went on air, Tony, I was telling you how a lot of people say this to me, you know, that they're like, it's not in their blood to just retire and stop working, but they know they don't want to work full time anymore. And they're really unsure of what they want to do. And that kind of sparked me. Um, I was reading this Kiplinger's article is great jobs for retirees. And I think this is nice. It highlights some of the things that people probably haven't considered or thought of, you know, once you leave your career and, and looking for other things to, to do that you'll enjoy. So as the article notes, some retirees, you know, want to keep working because they need they need money. Now, it's not always about the money, but for some, it's just a little extra bonus, a little extra spending, but it does help bridge your income gap too. So these are all really good things to consider. So the first gig a retiree might want to consider, and Tony, you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, uh, is serving as an adjunct professor. So many colleges and universities are looking for professionals to share their experience and wisdom with students. And while some schools require a master's degree for adjuncts, um, others only require a four-year degree or just professional experience. So to me, this is an exciting way to put a capstone on your career. You spend decades building up your experience, so why not share what you've learned with eager young people while putting a few bonus bucks into your bank account too? Yeah, there you go. That sounds like a great idea. And there are a lot of uh, passionate professors out there in colleges, but I think students really sit up and pay attention when somebody with real world experience, with job experience, uh, comes in and then gives them an insider's perspective. Yeah, yeah. And it also, um, it gives you recognition. You know, all those years yeah. that you've worked, people look up to you and it feels good. Um, another uh, option, too, is. Uh, teaching the K through the K to uh, 12th level uh, as a substitute. So for school districts throughout the country, retirees have really become an ideal solution to the dilemma of finding quality substitute teachers. Some districts hire substitutes directly and others outsource the task. So though it varies state to state and often district to district, substitute teachers don't always need a teaching certificate. So check out your local school district's website for more info on their hiring policies. And just like working as an adjunct professor, I think substitute teaching provides retirees with you know, unique opportunities to share what they've learned in their profession uh, with kids who are eager to learn more about what's waiting for them after they graduate. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And I think that's another great point you make. And who knows, maybe you'll inspire a young person to pursue the same career that you spent so many years enjoying. Right. And you also get that that recognition too at the same time. Yeah. Um, another option is serving as a patient advocate. This is a good one for post-retirement. Uh, this is intriguing to me because you can make some extra money while doing some quantifiable good for other people. And with this one, the name pretty much says it all. As a patient advocate, you'll spend your time advocating for your client's medical needs and wishes. In general, patient advocates charge between $150 and $400 and carry anywhere between 10 and 20 clients. So if this is something that sparks your interest, you can check out healthadvocateresources.com and there's more information on this role at that website. All right. Well, thanks. And that's good. And we've discussed this before, but a lot of retirees who want to keep working part-time want to do something they feel benefits their community 
And I think working as a patient advocate would fit that bill. Yeah, definitely. And I think the next post-career work option, working as a tour guide, is a, is really exciting. And so when I talk with my clients who are passionate about travel, it seems most of them have a, a go-to destination, You know, whether it's national parks, historical sites, uh, great cities of Europe, and, and much, much more. And if you have a place that you love that you can't get enough of, why not put your enthusiasm to work by sharing it with others? In fact, if you live near a historical site that's operated by the National Park Service, you can become a licensed tour guide through the Association of Licensed Battlefield Guides. For example, uh, only those who are licensed may serve as formal tour guides at Gettysburg. Uh, other than getting that, you know, hardcore serious about it, certainly here in Hawaii, there's no shortage of tour companies. And for our friends up in Alaska, there's also ample opportunity. So depending on the place where you're interested in serving as a guide, there are varying uh, certification requirements. Some have no requirements, but others require you pass a test. But if this intrigues sure. you, visit the National Federation of Tourist Guide Associations. Their website is NFTGA. Dot com, and you can find out more information there. Well, that sounds great, Greg, and I, I think that's a, a really good idea. And I think we should probably take a minute to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you because uh, you have a lot of great ideas and, and they can uh, maybe uh, learn how to contact you, listen to other shows, maybe set up a consultation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can call our office at 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. All right. Sounds good. And let's keep this show rolling. I think this is a good one. You've been detailing how uh, retiring doesn't always mean you're done working. It just means you're more of, you know, you're more in control of how and when you work. Right. And I like this topic because, you know, my grandfather, who's 100, they ask him, what's your secret? And he said, never stop. And, <laughs> he, you know, he, he's continued to work uh, his entire life, and he's uh, 100. And, I mean, not just, you know, full-time punch the clock, uh, but keeps busy and works on the farm, which is what he's done his whole life. And, and I think once we're done with our regular 9-to-5 job, it's fun to find maybe a job that's rewarding and fulfilling or something we're passionate about, uh, passionate about in retirement. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, you know, I talked to seniors and my wife's grandpa is also around at 95 and he still drives his Cadillac yeah. to Bojangles every morning for his biscuits <laughs> and coffee. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> But I hear the same thing, you know, use it or lose it. Uh, so it's yep. important to stay busy exactly. in retirement. And um, a lot of people that know they want to stay busy, but not sure what they want to do. There's a lot of good options um, to go over through. So the next one, um, and this is a Kiplinger article people can access called Great Jobs for Retirees, suggests that there are a number of employment options uh, at national parks. Now, not just like the tour guide that we just discussed earlier, uh, but you should also note that many states have outstanding park systems that may provide similar job opportunities, just like national parks. So don't forget summer camps, resorts, lodges, things like that. Now, when we think of national parks, images of friendly forest rangers often pop up in your head but there are a lot of other really less known jobs that you can take in state parks or national parks not necessarily less important but jobs that make those parks move and hum you know hotel clerks um, gift shop workers cooks servers and much more there's lots of different opportunities in national parks they often have numerous openings for you know, after college age workers and people returning to school, some are seasonal jobs. Um, some even provide free lodging 
and hookups uh, if you have an RV. So this is a great way to maybe go somewhere uh, for the for the summer, like Montana, and just spend a couple months working in the lodge and doing a few things and seeing part of the world you've never seen before. Wow, that sounds great. Uh, another great idea. So I, I think uh, this is great. I mean, when we're done working, it doesn't mean we're necessarily done working. Uh, but, uh, you know, they say if you have a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. <laughs> exactly. And hanging out in a, and hanging out in a national park while making some extra money. That's going to appeal to a lot of people out there. Yeah, I would think so. And I've had people, we've talked about the RV thing before too, Tony, and that's a nice option is basically have a free summer vacation. Um, another good idea I want to share is a youth sports official or referee is a great way to get out of the house on a regular basis. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, we, you know, we've heard horror stories, right, of parents misbehaving at the kids' Little League game. <laughs> <laughs> the truth, though, is that these viral video moments are still few and far between. Um, you if mean I'm not supposed to pick up my folding chair and throw it into the onto the field at the ref? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kick, kick him oh, like okay. uh, dirt at the umpire and all that. <laughs> but uh, if this interests you, seriously, contact your Parks and Recs Department, uh, your local youth sports organization, or your high school sports governing bar body for, uh, for more info. A lot of these organizations provide the training and the mentoring that will help to get you certified. Well, yeah, and I didn't know you needed a certification, but I guess that makes sense. And I've known, I've seen this a lot, like in softball leagues and youth sports leagues, uh, like your community sports leagues in the summer, where there's a lot of retirees who are helping coach or organize. And even on a high school level, uh, they have some volunteer coaches sometimes that help out with teams if it's a, a field they, they excelled in as a sport. And it's some retired folks. So that's a great idea. I'm glad you brought that one up. That's not something I would have immediately thought of. And, uh, you know, there are actually, I just saw an article. There are, there's a critical shortage of youth sports officials. So, you know, if you get certified, it won't just bring in some extra money. It's going to, again, have a positive impact on the kids in your community. Yeah, very, very rewarding. Um, and another way you can do a, a positive impact uh, for kids in the community is, is tutoring. So if you were uh, an engineer, let's say, and you used math every day, you might be able to work as a math tutor. If you've mastered a hobby, like a musical instrument. But I was told there would, I was told there would be no math, Greg. No, no. Well, only if you love it, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you love math, yeah. um, you never yeah. work a day in your life, right? I suppose um, there's some crazy people out there who love math. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, another example, though, would be like a musical instrument or a painter. Teach what you've learned. You know, reach out to your school district, whatever it is you're good at, side hobbies, whatever your passions are, uh, put, get yourself put on a list of, of tutors and see if it's available. Well, tutoring, that's another one that I haven't really thought of, but it could be tremendously rewarding. I mean, helping somebody, uh, a kid who's struggling with math, gain more confidence, impart to your hard work, that would be a really good feeling. Absolutely, Tony. Working as an usher at a theater arts venue or even the stadium is really a great job for older folks and you know we've been to those events we've always seen you know senior citizens there and they're always happy they're always having a good time a lot of times they're paid uh, but you get compensation and you get to see a ball game or, or a concert or a nice performance or a play you know for free uh, in other cases specifically too like nonprofit venues ushers are unpaid but you still get to see the show and like those shows can cost as much as 150 200 bucks a ticket you know if you're a theater buff working even as an unpaid usher is really going to have some some benefits for you yeah for sure 
But uh, and another one I was thinking of, but I don't know how common it is. Uh, do retirees maybe take part-time jobs in childcare? Oh, that's a good point, and that's actually becoming more common. Um, retirees that still have the energy for it, you know, can charge uh, fifteen dollars an hour, say, for b- babysitting. Uh, big cities, you know, like New York or Washington, are going to pay as much as forty dollars an hour. Uh, but yeah, that's an option. You can promote yourself on the community bulletin boards, uh, sites like care.com uh, and sittercity.com. There are a lot of parents out there who would feel more comfortable leaving their kids with an older person rather than a teenager. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I think that's a really good point, Greg. I mean, obviously, you know, a 70-year-old babysitter is a lot less likely to be distracted by their phone you know, their Instagram feed or TikTok than a 15-year-old sitter, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And another good one, um, if you're an animal lover, you can get a nice side hustle as a pet sitter or a dog walker. You know, as people begin returning to the office, you know, as we emerge from the pandemic and people are going back to work, a lot of these four-legged friends are going to be a little nervous about, uh, you know, their owners not being around uh, all the time. So you might want to consider being a dog walker. You can charge anywhere between 10 and $30 an hour. And some for pet sitting, $50 a day. I mean, that's not bad. Uh, hang out with a with an animal, get some exercise and make a little extra cash. Um, if this is something that interests you, sites like rover.com can help you advertise your services. Oh, that's awesome. Never heard of that one either. Rover.com. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a double whammy because, you know, if you're doing a dog walking, uh, you're staying active and that's healthy and you you have a part-time job and uh, all the while uh, you know walking some furry pals and getting paid for it right and they, they're good company you know <laughs> well sure yeah that's a nice option um there aren't a lot of part-time jobs that come with the wagging tails for sure you know <laughs> true <laughs> but uh another one if your professional life included a lot of writing and design um consider putting up those skills you know as a freelance uh, writer Media companies, corporations, and nonprofits are frequently recruiting freelancers for various writing, editing, and design tasks. And that typically uh, wages earned somewhere between 30 and 70 an hour. So if this is something that interests you, even if it's something you didn't necessarily do in your career, but you like doing it and, you, and you're good at it, check out sites like freelancewriting.com, uh, freelancewritinggigs.com, and freelancer.com. Uh, we'll show you jobs and uh, post your qualifications and maybe get some gigs. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Now, speaking of freelancing, what about photography? I know my grandfather, who's a hundred is he's always loved taking pictures at national parks and things. And he's really gotten into photography and taken some great photos. Yeah, that's, that's excellent point. My, my wife like loves taking pictures and she's a, she's a great photographer. And in fact, when we've gone on these, um, galas and stuff like with our business partners she's won the photo contest like i think three out of the last four years <laughs> so if you like uh taking wow. photos and you have an eye for it i know you didn't know that did you no <laughs> but wow. uh, yeah this is the same way you can freelance uh so if you want to sell your stock images there's websites uh getty images iStock, and shutterstock are all sites that require you to apply to becoming a contributor and you have to submit your samples but once you're accepted you can begin earning a a little bit extra money yeah that's that's great that sounds like a plan uh and you know what this is a, a great topic let's keep rolling what do you have for us next 
Well, the next suggestion for working part-time um, is your your wares, your crafts. So let's say you have a, ta a talent for uh, pottery, for example. Maybe you make the finest birdhouses. Maybe you make little trinkets, cigar box purses, yeah. jewelry, whatever. Sure. Why not hit up a local craft show, community festival? Again, it's important to remember that the point of the jobs that we're talking about today isn't necessarily meaning you're going to come anywhere close to providing the same level of income you you had pre-retirement, but it's about doing something you'll get get a kick of while pocketing some extra money. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about, making a little extra money, but really having fun, staying active, keeping your mind active, and in some of these cases, even physically active. And uh, you want a little extra money. My uh, my grandmother always called it walking around money. <laughs> I like that one. That's good. Uh, but let's say you do you, you're, you love building those birdhouses, like I mentioned. So if you find joy in it and it can make enough money to cover a couple of dinners out or maybe a few matinees a month, you know, it's pretty good in my book. So retirees, if you've got a scientific or medical background, this one might be uh, interesting to you and that's participating in medical trials so you'll not only help supply scientists and medical professionals with the essential data and insights you'll put some serious money in your pocket study payments range anywhere from a couple hundred bucks to as much as four thousand dollars so professional studies are conducted by medical facilities and pharmaceutical companies and you'll typically need to undergo a health exam to determine eligibility and there are a fair number of medical trial scams floating around the internet so you got to do your homework on this one a good place to start would be clinicaltrials.gov well yeah and i'm glad you mentioned that site because it, I'll, I'll mention it again clinicaltrials.gov and that's trials t-r-i-a-l-s gov because there are a lot of really great and important trials out there and you can really be doing some good and earning some money but you need to research it first uh, because you got to watch out for scams in all areas these days it's sad but true yep for sure and if you like to get behind the wheel and hit the road you're going to have some great options for post-retirement work if you've got a nice car clean at least good demeanor you know, Uber, Lyft, great option. You can sure. work as much or as little as you want. You can determine how long your shifts are. The only thing is you do have to have your own car and you're on the hook for gas maintenance, expenses, insurance. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, that's become a common one. And I think that's a, a good point. If you, But if you don't want to mess with tech-driven apps uh, like Uber or Lyft, I know a, a lot of retirees find part-time jobs driving shuttles for hotels and auto dealerships. I've noticed that the last few times I've traveled, the shuttle driver was a retiree. Oh, that's a really good point. And um, I'll also throw school bus driver onto the list. If sure. your mornings and afternoons are free, this could be a good option. You can earn as much as $20 an hour. And if you drive a bus, say on a field trip, you'll be given a ticket for the for the venue. So it's a great way to spend some extra time. And since the 2021 school year began, there's been numerous stories about a critical shortage of bus drivers. So some districts have to combine uh, routes now or have drivers take multiple routes, thus throwing an unpleasant wrench into the school start time. So right now, if you wanna drive a school bus, you shouldn't have much trouble finding an opening. Yeah, that's been big national news the last uh, couple of months since schools started back up uh, because um, of all the, uh, you know, during COVID, uh, the bus drivers found other, had to find other work. 
And mm-hmm. so uh, they're not coming back to bus driving. And there's been a shortage even before COVID of bus drivers. Now it's critical. It's national news. I mean, uh, our school <laughs> district uh, where where I live is a mess. Uh, fortunately, my kids are all older and driving themselves. Uh, but man, I, I can't imagine. It, it's been a real mess. And there's a serious shortage of school bus drivers. That's a really good point. And but you got to think it through. I mean, even if you love spending time with your grandkids, uh, that pales in comparison to a school bus packed front to back with energetic and talkative kids. <laughs> that is true. I don't think I could do it. But. That is true. But I mean, it's only for what, like an hour out of your, your morning yeah. and your afternoon. Yeah. A couple um, hours a day. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. It could be, that could be stressful, but something a little quieter is more your thing. I like this one, becoming a grocery shopper. Uh, there's companies huh. and I don't know if anybody has used this, like you order on target and you know, or Walmart and they'll bring it to yep. your house. So companies yep. like Instacart, you're, handed somebody's shopping list and then you go shop and you fill the cart on their behalf once you get all the groceries bagged up paid for you load them in your car and you deliver them so there's also an option if you'd like to do the shopping but leave the delivery to someone else you can get an independent contractor just like with uber lyft to do the driving part for it but you can still do the shopping part so that means you're cutting down your expenses but i mean a lot of people like shopping and gets you out of the house and that's something i thought was was pretty interesting yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that one either. You know, uh, working as a shopper for a company like Instacart, I bet that is appealing for a lot of retirees because it's another gig where you set your schedule and work as much or as little as you'd like for people with grandkids nearby or hobbies. And that's important to be able to have that flexible schedule. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to have like your grandson, you know, being a little league game and you have to go to work. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want. That's that's what's uh, beautiful about these opportunities. Um, one more I have for you, too, is this one kind of took me a little bit by surprise, but bartender. <laughs> so huh. in my mind, you know, I always think it's a young person's game. But, you know, when you dig a little deeper, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. And it comes with a lot of social benefits. If you love people and talking with people and uh, don't mind mixing drinks, there you go. Well, this has been great. You've given us a lot of great ideas today, Greg, but we're out of time for the show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, if you have any questions about what we discussed or or maybe want to take a look at your plan to see if you might need to work part-time for income or if your retirement plan is securely in place, absolutely give us a call, 808-791-2924. I always love hearing from our listeners. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. All right, sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.